Hey, Relevant Development community, are you ready to take your leadership to new heights? Begin your journey with the Raise the Bar Leadership Group. With only 25 spots available, transform your leadership in just 90 days through dynamic weekly sessions, well-crafted strategies, and a supportive community. Discover the art of leading with authenticity, strength, and influence. You can secure your spot by messaging me the word leader to info at weraisethebar.com. That's info at weraise, R-A-I-Z-E, thebar.com. Anyone can hold a position, but not everyone can raise the bar. Let's lead boldly with intentionality and purpose. If you're ready, DM me the word leader. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome to the Relevant Development Podcast. I am your host, Juan Alvarado. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is part two of our bonus series in between seasons two and season three of the seven deadly sins of an organization. If you were with us yesterday, we uh, spoke about the seven daily sins of an organization and we hit one through four. Um, and if you were, if you had not listened to that episode, go back and listen to the last episode so you can get those. But just to recap, uh, those seven deadly sins are one, leading the same way you have always led. Two, not wanting to learn from the people who are older than you or younger than you. Number three, saying that's how we've always done it. And four, not having a regular evaluation. That also means an evaluation of not only staff, of you, but of the organization as well. If you want to get more details into that, listen to the last episode. But here is the continuation of the live recording in Palm Springs at the Boost Conference. Again, if you don't know what the Boost Conference is, the link will be in the description of uh, a conference that is put on by the Boost Collaborative that helps those who work with youth for before, during, and after school programming for youth. So if you know anybody in the ed space, have them send them this this episode, but also send them the link to the Boost Collaborative Conference, which, which is called the Boost Conference. But without further ado, let's get into part two of the seven deadly sins where we jump into deadly sin number five, six, and seven. Are you ready? Let's go get it. If you want to raise the bar on your growth, whether it's personal or professional, this is the podcast for you. We are here to teach, mold, and grow you and make your development relevant. This is the Relevant Development Podcast. And now, the host, your personal and professional development coach, Juan Alvarado. Alvarado. Because I'd rather have the conversation of, you need to work on these things, than, hey, we need to talk about what happened on site and we're probably gonna have to let you go and everything else. So we have to be able to have those conversations with our staff. So the mid, the the progress report, again, there's gotta be things that we're searching for. I wanna see you grow in this place. I wanna see you learn from this person. There's gotta be progress. And so one of the trainings that I do, I have like this seed and then a little, like it starts to grow and then it's bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then there's lines or in the leaves it is like the job function or what you want them to learn. And then the bottom of that, there's slots for names, okay? There's slots for names. And so I put all my staff where I feel they are in the growth process of what, what or how they know or what they know about those things on the branches. And my goal as the director or as a lead is I want to move these staff down and grow them. But if we're just showing up to, to program and we're just having our staff work, are they working towards something? Or are they just trying to get through the day? And are we trying to just get through the day? There's got to be where we get value from our staff is if they understand this is where we are. This is where we're going. 
and this is where I am on the journey. And this is the value that I bring. If they don't know the value that they're bringing, they're not going to do well in, in school or in, in the program. I always have, I, I get my staff's goals. What's your goal? I had one staff that says he wanted to be a site lead who took over my site and he's, he's still a site lead to this day. I had another site staff that wanted to be an engineer, a, a music engineer, and he was going to leave after school program because he was going to get more hours and work at McDonald's. And I convinced him not to because he was do. I go, I go, how much stuff in music are you going to work on while you're at McDonald's? I go, you are running. He was doing a music club where kids were singing and he was recording tracks with them. He did DJing and then he did our talent show. So everything had to do with music and he was getting better through his music engineering stuff. He is now one of one of three engineers at one of the largest churches in up north in Northern California. And so we helped him get like, that was the plan. So, hey, what do you need to learn? So we'll take, give you classes on how you learn. It's going to help us out, our kids out, and it's going to help you out. And the other thing, if he loves doing what he's doing, it's going to keep him here a little more. I can go to McDonald's, but I'm not going to learn and they're not going to invest in me like Juan is at our site. And so we have to learn. I only knew that because of the evaluation process. How can I help you grow as part of the evaluation process, right? So, so then again, the, this also means for the organization too, we have to find out why do people keep on leaving? Why do people get fired or written up or why people are late? Like we have to do a thing on organization because reviews are everything. You guys probably went out to eat here and you guys looked at Google reviews or Yelp reviews. Uh, let's not go there because of what somebody else has said. So how can we can do it for restaurants, but we can't do it for our own staff in our organization, right? So we, so we, we need to start doing those things where we're able to get to the bottom of the issue and the problem. So then we can have a better, a better organization, a better, and a better plan moving forward. Uh, not planning out a growth plan this is what I was talking about. So we won't stay on this one very long, not planning out a growth plan. People always talk about what's your one year, five year, three year, five year, 10 year goals. We talked about this one time and I don't know if I did it with the group yesterday. I don't think I did. We have to be careful when we set goals. Right. So the example that I give that comes every year is like, I want to stop smoking. I want to stop drinking or I want to lose weight. Right. Those are always those those New Year's resolutions. If I was to say I want to lose 10 pounds, that's not the goal. That's the result of a goal. The goal should be I go to the gym today and I eat these two, three, five, whatever meals today. That's the goal for today. And if I do it today and tomorrow and the following day and the following day for two or three weeks, those 10 pounds come to me. And that's the result of doing this goal every single day, right? So there's a difference between setting a goal and, and setting a result of a goal. I want to have a bigger program. I want more ADA. That's the result of a goal. That's not a goal. That's the result of a goal. That's the result of having family events, having really cool enrichments, having really cool flyers and banners, having really good conversations. I was talking to a site the other day and they said, we're really suffering with our, with our after school program. I said, so this, it's the site and they have two programs, a third party organization runs a program and then the school district runs a program. And they said, we can't get kids here. We try to get kids from this regular program because they can sign out of this program and come to this. They just don't, they, some of them, we have more people come to that from that than new kids. We're trying to target the kids that don't come. I said, your problem is that other program is not a good program because kids talk. They're just going to do this and this. They say it's fun, but it's not like, I don't even want to be here. And so when the kids talk, I was like, you're, you, what you need to do is invest in these, in these kids that are already there and get their name, the, get your name in their mouth. Like they need to start talking about you. 
So we started there and they didn't want to listen. They said, no, we're not going to do it. I said, okay. And so their attendance is dwindling and they're, they're trying to get ready for summer and it's not going to happen because they need, they need a market better. They're not planning a, a, a growth plan. So it's, it's about the events. It's about, they'll do like stuff for the phone. Like you get a thing, hi, we want you guys to go and do our, and it's like, it's, it sounds boring because what they're going to do, what I, I would do is I'm going to see a flyer and I'm going to go, Hey Jackson, do you want to go to this? And he's going to go, no. All right. So you don't need to cater to the parents. For some things, yes, you got to make it legible. Make sure that your words are spelled correctly. My dad used to do that all the time. They didn't, that's not even right. That's past tense. It's supposed to be future tense. Like he, that's, my dad was a teacher. So, so we need to make sure that all that stuff is correct. But it's got to be appealing and not busy. A lot of people make uh, flyers and stuff. And it's all kinds of stuff. It's all information on one page. Stop. When have you seen a, a Nike ad or things that has all kinds of stuff, what they do and what they, it's just the Nike symbol. That's it because that's what they're known for. So what are you known for? We're getting into marketing stuff, so I'll, I'll stop there. But there's got to be a plan. There's got to be a plan moving forward. So how do I move my staff from here to here to here to here? And here's the other thing. How do I get my kids from here to here to here to here? How many of your kids leave program early because they're going to baseball practice or basketball practice? This is what we do. We have a plan. How many of you guys are going out for basketball? Oh, I am baseball. Two, three months prior to their sport coming out, you start doing training for that sport. You start finding guys that are that specialize in speed and agility. And they put the, the ladders on the floor, the speed ladders on the floor and the circles, and they're doing quick feet work and stuff like that. And you get them ready. Because if I can time a kid to do the 40 or to run from first base or second base or go from baseline to baseline and they can do it in 10 seconds and I can get them down to seven seconds before uh, the sport comes out. I just made that kid better. Who's gonna keep on coming to my program now? Because I have a growth plan, right? We can do this for dance, for cheer, for all these things, but we have to have a growth plan not only for our staff, not only for our organization, but we have to have a growth plan for our kids as well. Their bodies are growing, their minds are growing, and we're doing slime over and over and over again. We're doing uh, uh, lava lamps over and over and over again. We're doing towers with spaghetti and marshmallows over and over again. Stop. We can do it in A grade and that's it. Don't do it in third and fourth and fifth grade. Pick a grade. Second grade? Cool. Do it there. And that's it. It doesn't go to any other grade. When I moved from one city to the next, when we were cleaning out the house and, and moving, I found 16 bags. I'm not a hoarder, I promise. My kids are. 16 bags of slime. They're like in the corner in the closet. Some was hard. I'm like, what the heck? We don't need that, right? They can learn it once, unless it's different, like edible slime, which probably is dangerous. But like, so just got to be different, right? So we have to have a growth plan for our organization, for our staff, and for our kids. Only leading from your point of view. I love that we had those like fireside chats and the town hall meetings with all these people, and there's a lot of really good information there. The problem that I have more is like with the people in like our state capitals and things like that, or. Back in the day when I was doing programs, they said, hey, we're limiting pizza parties to like two a year and you can only do so many bounce houses a year. I'm like, who is making these rules? Because we're running program from a, an adult perspective and we need to start running program from a student's perspective. When they're like, oh, we're going to go to the zoo. Cool. That's good. When they say, oh, we're going to make whatever paper airplanes and the kids are like, I don't want to do that. But if it's leading to something, getting a growth plan from like, paper airplane to a bigger plane to a rocket that goes whatever 100 feet to one that goes a thousand feet growth plan right 
but we have these decision makers that are making decisions for our programs and they have no idea what it's like to be in the program behind a desk and they don't come and look at the kids like I was my son was running track uh, this last uh, week he's actually running right now so I keep on looking at my phone to see if there's any updates I saw in almost every race both boys and girls there wasn't a kid that was in first second or third it was always fourth fifth or sixth and the poor kid is running in vans slip on vans uh, running in basketball shoes on a track while other kids are running in running shoes or spikes Yet our schools have tons of freaking money and they can give money and stuff to football and give them helmets and pads and the basketball players, new jerseys and stuff, but we can't get so that we can, our kids can represent your schools at the high school level, but at the junior high level or elementary school level, we're not pouring into those kids. Those kids are going to become the high school kids. So why not give them the shoes and the equipment now so they can be better over there? So those kids that were in third, fourth, or fourth, fifth, and sixth place were this close to meddling but they're running in just these big bulky shoes. And then their principals are there like, good job. And I'm looking at them like, how about you give them some money? $1,000 per school could probably take care of all the kids. And you probably find Under Armour or Nike that would count in, in bulk. But we have these kids that are devastated at the end and going to their dads and saying, it's okay, mijo, it's okay, mijo, or it's, it's okay, like next time, next time, next time. Well, when is next time gonna come with new shoes? Like, so we loan them out and we put the school's name on them or whatever, but, and they get them back or they give them and it's, it's an in-kind uh, service payment that we, that we do to these families. But if we can bring our kids meals and feed their bellies, then we need to protect their feet and their bodies when they're representing your school with your school colors, right? We need to have, we need to lead from not just your point of view, but we have to start leading at a different point of view. Like all these administrators were in the shade or in the side and they were just doing that because it checks the box because they're there at a school event. But I'm on the front row looking at these kids, pushing kids that my kid is running against, um, pushing the kid with, with cerebral palsy with his walker running down the track. And he's got, he's got, he has shoes or whatever, but we're there and we're, and we're clapping for him and we're cheering for him because we support our kids. But we support our kids at the ground level where they are and not in the shade somewhere else where we're comfortable. We have to get uncomfortable if we're going to lead our kids correctly. And then lastly, uh, not, invest, not investing in your staff so that you build relationships. We were talking earlier uh, about this Gallup Finder assessment. And so with our staff, we gave all of our staff uh, the Finders assessment. And what that does is it helps them grow. It helps them uh, understand their strengths. And it helps them understand not weaknesses, but their blind spots. And what happens when you go to a job interview? What are, what are two major questions that they ask you in the job interview? What are your, mm -hmm, and what are your weaknesses? And some of you guys are like, oh, I, I'm really goal oriented. I'm very organized, but it'd be great to, to, for you to say, these are my five strengths. I'm a strategic thinker, so I can think and plan very well. Uh, I have responsibility and I put things on my shoulders. Like I take full responsibility. If, if I'm supposed to be here at a certain time or if I'm supposed to work with somebody, I put it on my shoulders. Like I'm, I'm heavy on that. I have relator as a strength. Relator means I have deep, meaningful relationships with people. Activator, that I want to do stuff now. If we're talking about it, let's be about it. Let me go, let me move. And then achiever, I will stay late if you have to. If I have to, I'll stay late and I'll work longer than I have to for you and the organization. I'm a team player. And so... I know my strengths. Well, what are your weaknesses? Well, in the relator strength, 
I have such deep, meaningful relationships that if you don't come to me, it's going to look as if I have favorites. If this is a school and they say, Juan, we need your help. Can you do an extra training? Can you come here? I'm going to go there. And this group is going to say, he always goes to that school. He always does this. He has favorites. It's not favorites. It's just, I need to have a relationship first. Like I'm not one to get in the elevator and talk to you. It's not like, I won't. Uh, Allison, I met Allison last year. If I would have saw her in the hallway, nothing. But because we've talked and we've emailed and she's here again this year, I've seen her again. I'm way more open. I have a deep, meaningful relationship with someone that I know. So I have to tell people my weaknesses. I, it sucks, but I need you to kind of crack my shell a little bit and then we're good. Part of that is some, some stuff is PTSD from the military, but we, we get through it. So I know my strengths and I know my blind spots. And so when we do this for our staff, I understand they're not going to retire from the after school program, but when you go to the next step as a teacher, counselor, you go to school, whatever, and you're looking for a letter of recommendation, guess who's going to write it? I am. And guess what they're going to ask you? They're going to ask you about your strengths and weaknesses. I'm helping you write a resume. I'm helping you get to the next spot. And so when we can pour into ourselves, our staff and build relationships, it's going to help them to move forward. And I think we just go through the grind of the day, right? We're not intentional. We have to be intentional when we do everything because if we don't fill our gaps with intention, then it'll place us in tension. If we're not intentional and we don't spend our fill the gaps with intention, then by default, we're going to be put in tension and it's going to cause issues and problems. Okay, there it is. There you go. I had to slow down again a little bit. You're good. So we have to be intentional with every single thing that we do. Even when I do, anybody there at the um, inspiration station that I did today? Was there anybody there? Um, we were talking about like where you stand in the classroom has a meaning. Where you stand in the line has a meaning. What you say, how many times you say it has a meaning. Like one of the things we're talking about is don't give expectations. Don't give more than three expectations. Three expectations, that's it. Move on and then you can give your three more. When you give your phone number out, it's area code, which is how many numbers. And then you usually give the next three and then you do the next four or you do them in pairs, right? So my old phone number, 562-695, and then we usually do 5914, right? In, in just like one, one, or, or you like 5514, right? The Nina, the Pinta, Santa Maria, Goldilocks and the three bears, right? Everything's in threes. We remember things in threes. Threes have a power. So when we tell our kids 10 things to do when we're outside and then we tell them to go inside, they're like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? I forgot. Shoot, my wife sends me to the store to get eggs and, and bread and I come back, I'm like, she's like, double stuff Oreos. I'm like, that wasn't on the list. She's like, cheese and bread. And there's, a, and there's all kinds of other stuff. Uh, we, have to have, we have to have a plan. Uh, and that plan when we're giving uh, expectations three at a time, right? And so that has a meaning. There's a reason behind that stuff. So that's part of the training that I do for, uh, for regular staff, for line staff. We get into the depths of those things. So just to recap, uh, leading the same way that you've always led, right? We need to be, make sure that we make changes with changes. Not wanting to learn from people who are older or younger than you. Saying that's all we've always done it. Not having regular evaluations of ourselves, our, pro, our programs, or organization. Not having, uh, not planning out a growth plan for our staff or our kids. Only leading from your point of view. 
and not investing in your staff so that you can build relationships. That's going to keep your staff there longer, right? It's going to keep your kids there longer. So uh, we're, we still have uh, some time. Does anybody have any questions? And that's it. Thank you so much for joining me on the special edition of the Relevant Development Podcast. And just to do a recap of the seven deadly sins of an organization. In this episode, you heard not planning out a growth plan for you, your staff, and your organization. Number six, only leading from your point of view. And number seven, not investing in your staff so that you can build meaningful relationships. And again, those relationships are going to be the key to the longevity of your staff and the forward movement of your growth of your organization. Here are three steps that you can do from here. One, give us a review on the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Two, subscribe to the YouTube channels and follow us on our social media accounts. And then three, if you're looking to bring change this coming year to your organization and you need help in your staff development, professional development, personal development, please reach out to info at weraisethebar.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at weraisethebar.com. Don't forget that raise is with the letter Z, not an S. Info at weraisethebar.com. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. We will see you at the start of the year for season three. God bless. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Relevant Development Podcast with Juan Alvarado. You can rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and be sure to follow Juan on Instagram at RaiseTheBarCEO. That's R-A-I-Z-E, The Bar CEO, or at WeRaiseTheBar.com. That's We, R-A-I-Z-E, The Bar.com. We'll see you here next time. Next time. Next time.